Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. Today's topic is about negotiations. I remember when I first learned, I was learning about negotiations, and um, a good friend of mine and mentor, um, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, his name was Jim Camp, and he wrote a couple books on negotiation, and one of the first things I learned from him was the importance of controlling your emotions because of the impact your emotions have on your performance in a negotiation. Now, John F. Kennedy once said, never let us negotiate out of fear, but never let us fear to negotiate. And I think that's real important because negotiations can be very stressful. In fact, they're challenging and frequently make us feel as if we've been back into a corner. Like any creature that might feel trapped, we can get emotional. And emotions can lead to behaviors and thoughts that can harm our own interests. Many times, we're not even aware of our feelings while we're at the negotiating table. Now, emotions are natural, and most of us, um, and most of the time, they actually work to help protect us. But in a negotiation, they will frequently hurt us. And the two most dangerous emotions that we will ever experience at the negotiation table are fear and greed. And both come from a fixed mindset and make us focus our attention on ourselves and our needs. And a skilled negotiator will pick up on our emotions much like an experienced poker player who can read our tells. Therefore, we want to be able to control our emotions, or rather how we display our emotions. And I'll be honest, it's easier said than done sometimes. Now, we need to be be aware of something. We must be aware of it. So, for us to uh, control something, we must first be aware of it. We need to Take the time and energy to focus on our emotions and our feelings. Recognize what's going on inside your head and heart while you negotiate. You should always be willing and able to be honest with yourself and take a hard look at what you're feeling. And this all starts with mindset. Now, if you look up the definition of mindset, it's a person's attitude or set of opinions about something. And if you look up attitude, you'll find a definition is is the way you think and feel about a someone or something. Therefore, your mindset is how you think and feel about someone or something. And it's how that you think and feel about the negotiation, the adversary, the other side of the table, the agreement or the terms of the agreement, your wants and their needs. What is your initial gut reaction when you hear the word negotiation or contract talks? If it's negative or has a tinge of fear to it, then you're probably working from the wrong mindset. And having the proper mindset during a negotiation will yield success for you. Now, there are two types of mindsets that we need to talk about. The first, there are a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Now, the fixed mindset is one that believes that all things are fixed, and it's focused on ourselves and our needs. Um, They believe um, you either have it or you don't. Um, Talent's fixed, ability's fixed, and the pie is fixed. And it's going to be said that sometimes this mindset is pessimistic. 
The other mindset is the growth mindset, and it believes there's room for improvement in all things and allows us to focus on the needs of others, and it's usually more optimistic. The growth mindset says that anything can be improved. Talent can be improved, skills, knowledge, um, and rather than being constrained and saying the pie is fixed, they believe that there's opportunity everywhere, and this is important in a negotiation. Now, the fixed mindset isn't so much the opposite of a growth mindset, but rather the absence of a growth mindset. Now, I, in negotiations, I encourage my clients to hold a growth mindset. And the growth mindset also recognizes since things can be improved, you may not have all the answers or have all the knowledge you need for a successful outcome of the negotiation. They acknowledge their shortcomings, and they're much like, less likely to follow into a negotiation with assumptions and expectations. A growth mindset also allows you to stay focused on the needs of the other side rather than your own. And by being focused on their needs, you're able, better able to discover the real problems they are facing and how you might be best able to serve those problems and solve them for them. If you don't have a growth mindset, don't worry. Your mindset can change. An effective method of changing your mindset is using a proven system to help you improve. Uh, systems work to provide guidance and decision making, particularly during stressful events. So consider a pilot when they're using a system such as a checklist to help them work through uh, critical incidents and make decisions. For example, with an engine out situation, the pilot immediately refers to their checklist and begin working through it. Check uh, systems also work to provide guidance and decision making. In healthcare, physicians and nurses, we use ACLS or advanced cardiac life support all the time in a similar way. It's a system we use to manage stressful situation of cardiac arrest. ACLS works to help keep us grounded in our thinking and remain calm, and it also helps us in effective decision-making and keep our emotions at bay. Now, when we negotiate, we need to have a system as well, something that will guide your thinking and allow you to reduce your emotions during stressful events. Using a system is critical when you're facing an adversary who's intent on using PICOS or a supply chain optimization tactics many uh, corporate uh, America companies use. They intend to drive up your emotions, especially fear, and they wor use words such as be a good partner or we can find somebody else to do this or we'll go above your head to your partners and etc. They're going to attempt to uh, make you a commodity of you and your services. Having a system in place that grounds your decision-making is the best defense against such tactics by an adversary. Now, if you're in a negotiation right now or preparing to get one, what system are you using to ensure your negotiations are under control? What tools do you have that will keep you grounded in solid decision-making? Develop a structured approach and system right now if you don't have one. And if you don't have a system, I have one that's never let me down. I learned it from my mentor and enjoy sharing it with you. If you're interested in learning more, feel free to reach out to me today. But most importantly, use a system to control your emotions at a negotiating table. Most of the important teaching point of today's podcast is this. Learn to control your emotions at the negotiating table. Use a system to help you control your emotions and make the right decision. You can learn more about my negotiation course on my website, www.davidnorrismdmba.com. Um, I'm also very happy that you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you will ever make. 
be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time.